welcome to this podcast from Jams. Today we're sitting down with two Jams neutrals to discuss the role ADR plays in intellectual property disputes. With us today are Tom Creel, an IP litigator with more than 30 years of experience arbitrating IP and technology disputes, both at Jams and with his former law firms, and Judge Elizabeth Laporte, who spent over two decades as a United States Magistrate Judge for the Northern District of California, where she presided over numerous patent, trademark, copyright, and trade secret cases through summary judgment and trial, oversaw discovery disputes, and conducted hundreds of settlement conferences. Thank you both for joining us today. I'd like to set the stage by talking through various options companies have when resolving IP disputes. Judge Laporte, can you walk us through some of those options? Yes, thank you. There are a number of options, some of which you can combine and use as alternatives to, or in some cases, adjuncts if you wish to litigation. Arbitration, of course, being a prime one where you can have far more confidentiality in your IP dispute than in court where there are strict requirements that really limit what you can keep confidential. You can tailor the process to your particular needs and get a speedier result without appeal. There's mediation, which you can use in conjunction with any of these where you attempt to settle out of court and get the assistance of a mediator. And that can be done at all different stages of the dispute. There's neutral analysis where uh, a neutral can assist in evaluating the case or for both sides and give an opinion that may help resolve it. Or there are other uses such as consulting on a motion that is important to you. There is also the opportunity to engage a special master or in state court might be called a referee who can decide uh, if the parties agree some of the disputes definitively with appeal, if any, only to the Court of Appeal, or can be retained to help with making recommendations to the busy trial judge. And that can be discovery, but it can be uh, claim construction. It could be a a variety of, of things. And in California and perhaps some other states, you can also agree to have a temporary judge or judge pro tem who, if the parties agree, decides everything uh, in lieu of a uh, state court judge. So those are a variety of options that parties can can tailor to their own needs. Could I, could I just make a couple of comments, too? I think it's important to note that uh, these procedures that Judge Report mentioned, some are binding and some are non-binding. Some, the neutral helps the parties reach agreement. Some the uh, neutral makes his own or uh, her own decision. And there's one other um, <laughs> ADR procedure that I don't think anybody uses anymore, but it's negotiation, party to party or lawyer to lawyer, uh, without any um, intervention of any kind of a neutral at all. Thank you both. Tom, I understand you have years of experience arbitrating intellectual property disputes, particularly with regards to patents. In your experience, why do companies choose arbitration for their patent disputes? Well, you know, people call it alternate dispute resolution. I call it customized resolution. Um, In all of the things Judge Laporte mentioned, the parties have to agree, and they have complete control to make their resolution process what's best for their client's interest. It's not a one-size-fits-all situation as in, litiga- in, in litigation, but rather this customized way to resolve is a tool. 
sometimes litigation is best, sometimes an alternate way is best. But let me just go through quickly my 10 reasons to consider arbitration as your resolution mechanism. First is time. You can set the time however you want. You can tell the arbitrator, I want this done in six months, a year, whatever. The second is expense. Uh, You can limit discovery. You can limit the time, as I mentioned. And you can decide on who you want to decide your matter. And the number. Could it be one or can it be three? And uh, Judge Fort mentioned claim construction. You could actually have somebody do claim construction in a patent matter. Federal judges have called these the... uh, Claim construction is the name of the game and often decides who wins and loses. You could pick someone knowledgeable about the technology and then either make that final or make that advisory to the arbitrator. The next one is a procedure. You can set your own procedure. You can agree on something yourselves or use one of the organizations like JAMS or American Arbitration Association and so forth, who have their own rules. Uh, And the arbitration award itself is enforceable internationally in the signatories to the New York Convention. That's not true of a judgment in a foreign court. The um, Federal Arbitration Act gives arbitrator nationwide subpoena power, which also is not true in court. Confidentiality, uh, Judge Lafort mentioned. You can have the award give the reasons why the arbitrator is making that award or not. You could just have a simple award, and that's the way the parties would like it. Uh, There's no appeal in an arbitration proceeding. However, if you do want an appeal, some organizations have established appellate panels within their organization, which can be used if the parties want it. And finally, certainty. You get a decision that is non-appealable, that is not overturnable, by the courts, except in rare instances. So those are my, my 10 uh, reasons why you might want to decide on a customized uh, way of resolving your dispute rather than through courts. Okay. And Judge Laporte, uh, Tom spoke about uh, patent disputes. Uh, what about other forms of IP, such as trade secrets? What, what can ADR provide for those disputes? Trade secrets has been a very active and even increasing area of uh, dispute recently. Of course, trade secrets don't expire and you not only don't have to reveal them, you are trying to keep them secret and you have to make reasonable efforts. But in particular, going to court over trade secrets poses some risk that your trade secrets become public, at least in part. And so it can be very advantageous to instead use an alternative forum like arbitration to resolve your dispute. And as Tom Creel said, you can tailor it to to your particular needs. One of the advantages of these alternatives, they can precede litigation. If, If for some reason, if you don't choose arbitration, but you choose something like mediation, you can then go on to litigation if need be. But you don't have to file a lawsuit uh, to get things started. And so you don't have that same risk of losing the very secrecy of the trade secrets that you're trying to protect. And of course, it can be faster, as, as was described. Well, thank you, Judge. Tom, Judge Laporte mentioned neutral analysis uh, at the top of the uh, of the conversation. Can you talk a little bit more about neutral analysis and how it is used in IP disputes? Yeah, neutral analysis is a pretty broad term. 
Let me give you a few examples of things that I've been involved in. There was a big arbitration going on, uh, and one party wanted to test out its theories. Uh, and there were three uh, arbitrators had already been selected, and they tried to get three of us, I was one of the three, to match the uh, characteristics of the people on the panel. I believe there was a, a judge, there was a uh, law professor, and there was a practicing lawyer, something like that. I don't remember exactly. And they presented both sides of the argument as they would in the actual uh, arbitration. And then we debriefed them on what we thought um, was likely to be a winner, loser, or you might want to change this or emphasize that. Another one, I was asked to um, give a hypothetical award. And this was done in writing. Uh, I was presented with both sides' case in writing, and I wrote a, what I thought would be the outcome. And Tom, what about before a dispute happens? What steps can companies take to manage their IP and how disputes will be handled through contract clauses? Most of the arbitrations I've had, and I've had these for decades in the IP area, technology area, are arising out of some type of a licensing agreement. One party licenses or licenses their intellectual property to the other. An agreement is written about when they have to provide that, what they have to provide, and so forth. And in the back of the agreement is something called a uh, dispute resolution clause. Both sides, when they do that, are looking to make money, they're happy with each other, uh, and not much thought is given to that clause. So it's often actually written by somebody in a law firm who's not familiar with the dispute, who's not familiar with the technology, who's not familiar with arbitration and mediation and so forth. So somebody says, pick out a dispute clause. All of the major organizations that provide arbitration services have clauses that you can use, you can modify them, of course, but that's often put into the uh, agreement as an afterthought because nobody negotiates that because they know there are not going to be any disputes. So, for example, those clauses normally say something like any dispute arising under this agreement shall be handled in accordance with the JAMS rules or some other organization's rules. My point is the parties should think about possible dispute when writing the agreement, because that's when most of the dispute clauses are formulated. You can, of course, once a dispute arises, decide that you want to submit that to arbitration and have a post-dispute clause, but most of the ones I've seen are pre-dispute uh, clauses. And Judge Laporte, can you talk a little bit about the JAMS rules? Yes, uh, there are uh, standard rules that permit for and contemplate customization. There's an expedited option, which has more streamlined discovery. The rules address all the stages of arbitration, such as notice, um, emergency or preliminary relief, selection of the arbitrator, including whether you want a sole or, or a panel of three, optional appeal, which is rare, but does exist. I've done that uh, went to a panel of three neutrals who review what was uh, decided by the original arbitrator. There is option of dispositive motions, the permission of the arbitrator or the agreement of the parties. There is uh, 
subpoenas, hearings, generally an award within 30 days, which does, is not the deadline in court, pretty short deadline. The provision that the arbitrator at least maintained confidentiality in the standard rules and even options for bracketed high-low arbitration or baseball arbitration. So there are all sorts of ways that those standard rules apply. But then in addition, parties can choose, and in IP cases, this might be particularly advantageous, the JAMS international rules. For example, a patent holder who wants to protect their intellectual property and is, for example, license, creating a licensing agreement can incorporate those rules. And the JAMS rules, which are somewhat different from some of the other standard arbitration provisions in other organizations, allow a lesser showing of probability of prevailing. Instead, a reasonable possibility the requesting party will succeed for preliminary relief. So if you're a patent holder or an IP holder, that could be very advantageous to you because sometimes it's quite hard at the beginning Uh, when you don't have all the facts to show likelihood of prevailing, but reasonable possibility. And then it doesn't require irreparable harm in the traditional sense, but harm that's not adequately reparable by an award of damages is likely to result absent preliminary relief. And that harm would substantially outweigh the harm likely against the other party if, if the relief is granted. And further, it explicitly provides for confidentiality that binds the parties as well as the arbitrator. So there are some big advantages, really, to these JAMS international rules uh, that parties should consider whether they want to incorporate in advance. And as Tom Creel said, you do have the option of varying your approach later when a dispute arises. But then, of course, it's harder to get agreement because you're already polarized in position. Right. Absolutely. Very helpful, Judge. Thank you so much. Tom, do you have any final thoughts? Sure. I think any dispute, you ought to think about how best to resolve this for the interest of your client. Uh, So arbitration is one tool that has to be or should be considered and carefully considered. When you're writing these license agreements, don't be lulled into thinking that no dispute's going to arise. Just stick in the standard clause. Think about, in your particular situation, what is likely to happen or what could happen, and uh, think some about how you're going to resolve that uh, if it does arise. And finally, I mean, who wouldn't want a customized way to resolve a dispute? I mean, it's like getting a custom suit or a custom automobile at a lower price and better than the standard model. So at least consider it. Very good. And Judge, any final thoughts from you? I agree with everything um, my colleague has said. And I would just uh, add that in addition to customizing your arbitration option, look at those other possibilities, which include, of course, mediation, which can be combined, and it can include it. It can be at different stages. For example, sometimes it's more advantageous when there's the threat of a preliminary injunction or preliminary relief, whether in arbitration or in, in court. Uh, sometimes it's claim construction is teed up but hasn't happened. There, there are different stages where there can be productive settlement discussions using if you are in court uh, and you're facing though delays and that that is a problem that a lot of courts just are very busy and the pandemic hasn't necessarily helped with that. 
looking to expedite the procedure through the use of special masters in whole or in part to decide key disputes more expeditiously, or even the judge pro tem, the temporary judge, to decide everything. Um, I've been hired to do that. And all of these different uh, approaches can help. And, And then, of course, there's, as we discussed before, neutral analysis where you may have a key motion in court or in front of an arbitrator, and you can test out your arguments and get get some helpful feedback on it. So these are all options that can aid you, whether it's by keeping you out of court or helping make the court process more expeditious and successful for you. Okay, well, we'll leave it there. Judge Laporte, Tom, thank you so much. You've been listening to a podcast from JAMS, the world's largest private alternative dispute resolution provider. Our guests have been JAMS Neutral's Tom Creel and Judge Elizabeth Laporte. For more information about JAMS, please visit www.jamsadr.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from JAMS. JAMS.